This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, June 14th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Farm bill path starts to clear. House revote expected late next week. Roberts Stabenow pledged to protect Senate bill on the floor at a glyphosate ruling. Conaway ready to get a bill sent to the president. Prospects for a new farm bill this year are a little brighter today. The Senate Agriculture Committee's 20-to-1 vote in favor of its bill yesterday means the legislation could be on the Senate floor as soon as next week. Some serious bipartisan momentum in store. In the meantime, House Agriculture Chairman Mike Cottaway says he expects a revote on his committee's farm bill by next Thursday or Friday, right after the House finishes debating a pair of immigration bills. Passage of the bills would clear the way for the House and Senate to begin negotiations on a final version of the bill well before the August recess. Conway said, everything is negotiable. I am ready to get a bill compromised and done and sent to the president. Now keep in mind, the House and Senate negotiators will face gaping differences over the nutrition title and the House GOP's expanded work requirement for food stamp recipients. The ultimate outcome of the bill still depends on what Republicans will be willing to settle for in the final bill. By the way, the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, Mark Meadows, told AgriPulse yesterday he expects conservatives to support the farm bill this time so long as the GOP leadership follows through on its promise for a vote next week on an immigration bill developed by House Judiciary Chairman Bob Goodlatte. Roberts Stabenow promised continued partnership on Senate floor. The Senate Agriculture Committee markup yesterday was notable not just for its bipartisanship, a stark contrast with the House Agriculture Committee's deliberations in April, but also for the way in which Chairman Pat Roberts and Ranking Democrat Debbie Stabenow worked in lockstep in handling amendments. Roberts bucked fellow Republican John Bozeman on a Democratic amendment that would cut funding for a cotton-related program. Roberts also sided with Stabenow in discouraging Senator John Thune of South Dakota from offering an amendment on the Conservation Reserve Program that a wildlife organization had concerns about. Roberts and Stabenow assured reporters they will work together in a similar way when the bill goes to the Senate floor and could face attacks on crop insurance and the sugar program. Stabenow said we will operate the same way on the floor and hopefully we'll be able to move this quickly. Roberts said we just have a lot of common agreement that we need to get this bill done and that we don't need amendments that would harm it. Energy programs roar back to life. The big winner in the Senate Committee's amendment debate yesterday was without question the biofuel and biochemical companies and farmers that benefit from farm bill energy programs. The draft bill had no mandatory funding for any of the programs except for the Rural Energy for America program, which funds energy efficiency measures and other projects. But with critical backing from the committee leadership, Senator Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota won approval for an amendment that restored funding to the program at the 2014 level. The support from Roberts and Stabenow was essential because Bozeman opposed taking the money from a subsidy program for cotton textile mills. 
Now, while we're at it, Klobuchar was also on a roll yesterday. In addition to getting the energy funding restored, her amendment also would reimburse dairy producers for fees they paid on the margin protection program. Klobuchar also convinced the committee to adopt an amendment that could expand the sod saver restrictions beyond the six states and the prairie prothole states. Her provision would make the program a state option. The sod saver provision reduces crop insurance premium subsidies for farmers who break native sod and plant it to row crops. Ag jobs bill could put Democrats on spot. An agriculture labor bill that the House GOP leadership has promised to put on the floor by the end of July probably has little future beyond the House. Senate Democrats have long demanded that immigration reforms for agriculture be a part of a much broader immigration debate. But the bill could still put some House Democrats on the spot. Conaway says the ag bill will be along the lines of a bill that has narrowly approved by the House Judiciary Committee to create a new H2C guest worker program. Conaway said the value of having that vote would be to put people on record who are not supportive of production agriculture's getting access to a workforce that is essential. Pruitt, no plan to reallocate gallons already waived. EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt told farmers in South Dakota that the agency doesn't plan to reallocate the biofuel gallons waived through the small refinery exemptions. Keith Alberson, a South Dakota farmer who serves on the National Corn Growers Association Board of Directors, told AgriPulse after the Pruitt meeting that the White House Council questioned EPA's authority to move the wrens, which Alberson estimates account for about 600 million bushels in corn demand. Alberson said Pruitt also told farmers that a waiver necessary for summertime E15 sales has been put on pause. Pruitt told Kansas ag leaders on Tuesday that he believes EPA has the statutory authority to issue the RVP waiver administratively. Alberson said the farmers were cordial toward Pruitt, but expressed their extreme disappointment with the RFS waivers EPA has been issuing. Judge sides with farmers on glyphosate warning. A federal judge affirmed a preliminary injunction he issued in February that barred California from putting warning labels on products containing glyphosate, the active ingredient in Monsanto's Roundup. Both U.S. District Judge William Shubb and a state court judge earlier this year determined that the state could list glyphosate as a carcinogen. But Shubb said requiring the warning labels would violate the First Amendment rights of the industry groups that challenge the labels by forcing them to engage in false or misleading speech. India raises wheat tariff, pushing import forecast down. India is again raising its tariff on foreign wheat, and forecasters now expect the country's imports to plummet this year. That according to USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. India's Ministry of Agriculture announced that wheat imports will face a 30% tariff, up from 20% in November 2017 and 10% just six months before that. Indian millers are now expected to import just 500,000 tons, a 75% drop from earlier expectations. The FAS expects Indian wheat imports will be limited to high-quality grain needed to blend with the domestic crop. Well, here's today's She Said It. 
That's just how you talk, because when you're on the farm, you have to yell so people can hear you. That's Senator Amy Klobuchar kidding Senator Chuck Grassley after he made a point about EPA's RFS waiver so forcefully that Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts quipped, I think perhaps the president heard you. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, June 14th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.